welcome to this week's mom conversation. I know there are plenty of Valentine's Day haters out there, but I absolutely love all things Valentine's. I always have. It's always been my favorite day of the year. Do I love that chocolates are five times more expensive? Absolutely not. But I've always been a sucker for romance and gestures, no matter how big or small they are. I love that Valentine's Day is filled with bright colors and notions of romance and hope. Call me crazy, but I will always be a sucker for a man who wants to treat me special on Valentine's. I think it might stem back to watching my dad and my mom all those years. We didn't have a ton of money growing up, but they always found ways to surprise each other and show each other how appreciated and special they were. Simple things like when my dad would go on business trips, my mom would have a little envelope for him to open every single day he was gone and each envelope would have a card or a special treat or just something special for him to open every single day which I always thought was super romantic and I actually did something similar to that for my son when he went to visit my parents for a week just the little things that I don't know they mean so much and well our dad he also found ways to treat His girls, really special on Valentine's Day too. He never forgot about me and my sisters. We always got flowers or treats or cards, just something special from my dad. We're actually going to chat a little bit more about my dad's romantic nature on an upcoming episode with my mom. Even though my dad was awesome with romance and surprising my mom and treating his girls special, my husband kind of hates Valentine's. Because, mostly because of its hallmark commercialized nature is what he says. And and I can appreciate that. But the last couple years, he's pushed aside those feelings and found deep down in his heart to show extra love for our daughters. The first time he brought scarlet flowers for Valentine's Day, I definitely cried happy tears. I guess I'm just so much of a sucker for that stuff. But is that so wrong? I don't know. I love that he's teaching our girls about the way that men should treat women. Don't get me wrong, it's not limited to Valentine's. He makes extra efforts on Valentine's, but I love the example that he's setting for our son Jackson, who watches every move his dad makes. He learns how to treat women by the example that his dad is setting. And you know, now that we're in this holiday of love today, Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I guess you slip out of the dull month of January with a renewed sense of wonder about romance and love. So if you absolutely hate Valentine's Day, at least you can look forward to 75% off chocolates on the 15th. See, it's a win-win even if you're a hater of Valentine's Day. My guest today is Faith, who is nothing short of an incredible mom. She runs a circus with three boys, and she owns a small business with her husband. Faith is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to mental health tips and tools, and she also has a pretty incredible story about an unplanned home birth. Enjoy this week's Mom Conversation with Faith. I am here with another amazing mom. I am excited to welcome Faith to the podcast. Welcome. Glad to be here. (laughs) Thanks for sharing some time with us today to chat about your circus. So I'd like to start off just by getting to know you a little bit so our listeners can learn a little bit about you. So why don't you give me a few words, keywords that describe you? 
uh, creative, kind, and chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. So I think every mom has a circus of some sort. Whether they feel like they don't, we all do. So tell me a little bit about your circus. When did you become a mom? Talk about your kids a little bit. Okay, so I would say I became a mom in 2009. um, And that was when uh, we had our first son in August. um, And that was... That was pretty crazy. The whole pregnancy was pretty wild and um, <laughs> sick for a lot of it. But nice. Uh, as a lot of them go, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, since then, we've had two more. So they're the three bears. So, I mean, you didn't, weren't, it wasn't crazy enough that you weren't deterred off of having more kids after the first. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I think you just forget so much about the whole like childbirth situation yeah that you just think that it doesn't matter you're just willing to do it again you get, anyway because you, you get that back payoff, there and you're like right? oh right i did this before yeah oh i remember this yeah <laughs> but the payoff that little tiny baby yeah just there's something about so it so amazing yeah well and you know what that feeling like i I feel it makes me, while we're done having kids now, it makes me feel like sad. The one thing about it that makes me sad is that feeling when they first put the baby on your chest. Oh, yeah. That I will never, ever forget. There's so many things that it's like, oh, I'd never want to do that part again, or I'm good if I never have to do that. But that one feeling, just like, I imagine, I've never done drugs, but I imagine that, (laughs) that like feeling that high of just like the adrenaline and having oh there's just nothing like it absolutely I agree so what is okay so what are the ages of your boys 10 5 and 2 okay so we have a few different stages going on oh yeah yeah that's fun and what's the dynamic between the boys so a lot of the time like out in public they'll get along great so but, your public uh, appearance oh, is great. Yeah, public appearance is wonderful. <laughs> Everyone thinks I have great kids. They always get along. You know, they always do the right thing. No. <laughs> At home, behind it's a closed doors, story. <laughs> to make people feel a little bit better, I always tell them, "Well, they're not like this at home." I mean, but it's a good trade-off, right? Yeah. Right? If I if they have to be nasty somewhere, they might as well be at home. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And would you say that, do they, in comparison when you see other families of boys, do they fight a lot? Do you find? Um, maybe not to the degree as other boys. Yeah. Like, they don't get into as many fist fights, I don't find. Well, the youngest does bite, but... (laughs) He's a monster. Most of the time, he's not biting at a spite. He's biting, trying to play, and he's tired. Yeah. So. It's kind of like a dog. They don't really know when they're, like... Yeah, he's like like a chihuahua. Getting (laughs) all riled up and wants to go and... Yeah. Oh, man. Ankle biter. (laughs) So, with that, I'm sure there have been some challenges along the way in your journey as Mm -hmm. a mom. What would you say some of the biggest challenges are for you that you can remember along the way here? I think the biggest of, like, the all-time biggest challenge is trying to fill each individual needs 
of each individual kid. Yeah. Because they're all different. Totally. So they understand things different ways and they understand love different ways and but yeah, it's just Well, especially when else. I feel like when they all need things at the same time and yes. you're trying to be everything to everyone and meet all of their needs at the same time. That is challenging. And yeah, like you said, they all are different. So, you know, if you're trying to teach them something, um, one may take it differently than another. You have to approach them differently. That is huge. And a learning curve as mom. (laughs) What would you say? There are so many rewarding parts about being a mom, but what if for you is the most rewarding thing you've experienced? I think the most rewarding part is it's just like being able to be there in the joy yeah with them like that childhood joy there's just something about it something so magical that when you see that happening in your own kids yeah you remember yours <laughs> and then it's like you can draw that back out somehow yeah. and it's it's just a weird experience but if you notice it then it's kind of cool because you can kind of pocket that memory Yeah, if you're paying enough attention to it. I think, and that goes hand in hand with being present. And I've been focusing a lot lately on being, trying to be in the moment and present with my kids, focusing on what's happening now. Because I find that when we're so busy, we miss things. Yeah, We're caught up in what's happening next. And we're going so quickly through things. It's kind of autopilot. So. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that too. Yes. I've, even this week, I've found that I'm just stumbling over the next thing and the next right. thing. Right. And then that's not fun for anybody, right? No. No, I totally agree. So you talked about um, how a little bit crazy your pregnancy was with your first and those initial thing. I don't. I think yes. the first pregnancy is crazy in general because you just don't know what you're in for to begin with. Yeah. So maybe tell me a little bit about those initial emotions that you had when you found out that you were expecting. So when I found out, I wasn't like shocked or anything. I was just really excited because we had been trying. Okay. Anyway, so it was yeah. planned. There, It wasn't really a big surprise, but it was a little surprise, right? Yeah. Because we'd been trying for a while. And uh, and yeah, it uh, it. It was great, and yeah. we were happy. Uh, worried at the same time, though, because I ha- was in a kind of a small car accident um, in December that year, and the back of a like a semi swung out and hit the back of my car. Mm-hmm. And it was funny in a way because the roads weren't really icy. It was December first, but not, we had no snow yet, and it wasn't icy out. But we were. Um, in two separate lanes yet his his truck somehow hit the back of my car Weird. as he was passing me and some other people saw it and so I ended up having to go in a nearby parking lot and some other people followed me in and they tried to take pictures of the license plate for me and so it was kind of a crazy mess but they couldn't find the driver in the end crazy so and then I ended up needed needing physio and all that stuff and then I at that point I didn't know I was pregnant yet I didn't find out until after I had been in physio for 
a month or so. Okay. And then I was starting to worry, like, what is going to happen to this baby then? Yeah. Like, am I going to keep the baby? Is there going to be long-term effects later? Yeah. And turned out to be just fine. Extra stress on top of. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So you have three sons. So how different were your pregnancies with each of your boys? Um, I think they had small differences here and there. Uh, The biggest difference was probably that I was the sickest with the first one. Okay. So I was sick for the first three months, and then I was just tired for the middle three months, and then the last three, I was sick all over again, and nobody believed me that this morning sickness could come back, because that's not textbook. That's not what you (laughs) learn in school. Even some of the doctors were baffled. Yeah. And I was like, like, I'm, I'm not lying here. Like, I'm, I'm legitimately <laughs> throwing up still. And what's yeah. going on here? And yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, but then, uh, with the second one, it was a little bit better. I wasn't quite as sick, but I was way more sore. Okay. So I had a lot of back pain with that one. Yeah. But my doctor didn't really want to. Uh, take me out of work too soon because she, she was worried about then me having to go back sooner than I would want and yeah. and I'm not really sure why she um, worried that way because I work for the health region so um, really I could take 18 months off but the yeah. last six months are unpaid right but I figured we were probably going to do that anyway and we did end up doing that anyway um, but still I worked to the bitter end <laughs> Just about anyways. Yeah. Till March 28th. And then I had him March 31st. Uh, And and the different thing with that one is that I had him at my dad's house on the living room floor. Yeah. That's quite the story. (laughs) By mistake. I did not do that on purpose. Okay. So I feel like we can't say that without elaborating a little (laughs) bit. So there is a story there, clearly. Mm -hmm. So... All I remember about this story was something about a pizza. The pizza delivery man. The pizza man. delivery boy yeah. and, and shoveling. And I just, it's a blur, but you got to elaborate. Yes. Oh, it was crazy. So I was in labor and I was at my dad's house because um, we still lived out of town, like quite a distance out of town. So I didn't want to be too far away from a hospital when the time came. And uh, Matt was working, so I, I wanted to make sure I had somebody else that was available to drive me in case he was stuck somewhere and couldn't yeah. make it or something. Um, so my dad's house was a good choice for that, and we had done that with the first baby also. Um, so there I am, visiting with my older sister. She's over there. Her boyfriend at the time was over there. We're all just chatting it up. My dad decides, okay, I've got a lot of bodies in here. Well, my oldest one was also there. He was four at the time. And so he figured, well, order pizza. So we order some pizza and my contractions start kind of getting closer together, but then they never really synced up. Like we called the doctor and she said, well, once they're five minutes apart, then come in. But if they're not five minutes apart, then you're probably not close enough yet. Yeah. They never got to be consistent. 
So they, I would have five minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes, seven Sporadic, minutes, yeah. three minutes. And then they, like three of them might sync up together, but then it would be back to that 20 minutes again. Yeah. So I thought, Which well, is like this can't be yeah. happening then. And then I ended up having three that were three minutes apart and my water broke as I was putting on my boots <laughs> to be driven by my sister's boyfriend at the time. And this was the third time he said, okay, I think I should take you. And because I kept saying no, like the doctor said, don't yeah. go unless they're five minutes apart. So he, to this day, still bugs me about that yeah. once in a while. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so three minutes apart three times water broke boots are on trying to get these boots off now and my dad comes in the room and he goes should I call the ambulance and that was a rhetorical question because he was just in shock yeah (laughs) and he left the room immediately and he went and got on the phone and came back with the dispatcher and she's walking us through what to do and um so I end up laying down on the living room floor because I couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. So, and then he ended up, uh, my dad ended up heating up towels and blankets in the, in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> we got that all ready and, and we had a couple ambulances on the way, but my older sister was getting ready to deliver this baby because we didn't know like we thought he could he must be coming right now yeah and he was the head was starting to come and he was already there and then it probably I think it took about six or seven minutes for one ambulance to get there first comes right in the door and he he like has this shock shock look on his face like oh I thought I was coming to a domestic abuse call because (laughs) the screaming that I could hear in of pain but but we're having a baby this is great (laughs) so uh he immediately gets down and he gets these uh other paramedics doing different jobs like closing curtains and yeah um keeping my oldest in the kitchen so that he's away from everything that's going on and doesn't have to worry and reassuring him that mom's going to be okay yeah and yeah he was he was scared that's definitely traumatized him it's a lot for a a four-year-old what is happening yeah i thought babies come in the hospital (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah (laughs) but no so he didn't watch anything happen Um, he stayed in the kitchen, and uh, my older sister and her boyfriend visited with him. Yeah, and made sure he was okay, and listened to the paramedics, and and then another um, ambulance came with some more paramedics, who then shoveled the sidewalk and shoveled outside in the backyard because we were going to have to go on the stretcher out the back door because the pizza man was now at the front door trying to deliver the pizza and he would not back down him and the paramedic like the lead paramedic kind of went at it verbally oh my gosh and because they can't tell the pizza guy or anybody what's going on because they have that code of of um confidentiality yeah um they were trying to like tell him there, there was kind of an emergency happening so he needed to just go 
just get out of here. Don't worry about the pizza. Just go. But no, he just, he, he was insistent. Wa- he was fighting customer to service. deliver this pizza. <laughs> While they were trying to deliver so something else. So we went out down the deck doors and out down the deck stairs, which was kind of scary on a stretcher. Yeah. Because I'm trusting these people not to drop me. And then, so we get to, uh, we get down the deck and we get to the side of the house. There's a gate. So the girl, the female paramedic that was, um, she was fairly new. She was at the front of the stretcher. So she, I was pretty much, I was like facing her to kind of give you a visual. I was laying down facing her. So she had my feet. Okay. Um, so I could see everything she was doing. She turned around. She, she then took one hand off of the stretcher, turned around to open the gate instead of waiting for somebody else to come and open it. <laughs> and he's like, no, you can't do that. The lead paramedic behind me holding that head part. Yeah. It's like, you can't do that. Turn around and put... You're both your hands on that stretcher at all times. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and she had to back out of the gate. And then somebody else did come and yeah. help with the gate. But, yeah. And oh, then man. they're still shoveling the sidewalk to get through <laughs> because there was so much snow still. Yeah. It was a crazy winter. But uh, at the same time, even though it was kind of weird and a little bit scary at that point. I wasn't as scared as I normally would be because I still had that kind of euphoric, like I just had a baby. Yeah. I'm holding him on my chest kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's a weird feeling to have kind of a a lesser sense of of that fear. Yeah. When it should be scary. (laughs) When you know it should be scarier, but you're not as scared as you should be so weird so did matt make it for the birth of that child he did not because okay. i was insistent that my older sister did not call him and bug him at work oh no <laughs> <laughs> because i didn't want him to come and then have it be hours and hours and hours before the baby actually right. was born but she she called him when he was being born yeah <laughs> and he met us at the hospital yeah so that was good. Wow. To go from, oh, you're pregnant to, oh, here's a baby. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, that is a story you will never forget. No. Nope. A birth story that will forever be there. That is exciting. Um, okay. And then your last pregnancy here. So yeah. your third. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. How different was that? Um, I would say I was... I wasn't as sick as I was with the first one. Okay. And I wasn't as sore as I was with the second, but I was way out of shape because I didn't work out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I I did for maybe the first four months and then I quit. Okay. Quit going to the gym. And I don't really know why I did that, but it was probably a really bad thing for me to quit because I struggle with de- depression. Uh, most of the time and I pretty much handle it pretty decently Uh, but exercise really helps that yeah and then I ended up having um, some of that extra depression during the winter season Mm. Uh, so of course sad right yeah that affects me more and I'm aware of that and it's good that I'm aware of that because yeah. I can try to kind of combat that in my head yeah uh, but at the same time it it got so bad um, 
that I, I hate to say it, but at the, it got so bad at one time, I'm laying in bed just thinking, what if I just ended it? Yeah. What if I just didn't wake up or something? And then I, and then my mind went into like this movie kind of a weird Mm. (laughs) movie situation, I guess. And I played out what would happen if I died and then, and then my loved ones had to find me and then this baby would be also be gone too. And, and, and what would, how would that impact them? Yeah. And I think that was a good thing that I did that because that saves you from thinking that way. Yeah. So, and then it makes you realize, well, you would not wish anything like that on anybody. No. Um, so why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. So, and then it kind of got me into a different mind frame of remembering to be grateful for things and, and remembering why I, the reasons I love my children, the reasons I love my husband, the reasons I love my life and what are all the great things that I have? Yeah. Totally. And, and you know, what the great things that, uh, that God has done for us and what we've done for him that are great too. Um, you know, so it's kind of, it's really important to, to talk about, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of us will try to hide it, but that's a really bad thing to do because yep. you're isolating, right? Yeah, that is. And it makes it so much worse. And it's, and you're not alone when you go through these things and a lot of times people think they're nuts like I'm yeah. crazy like yeah this is the, no one else is going through this like they feel like if they start exposing themselves to other people about what's going on people are going to think less of them or yeah, that's right and that's not the case it's important to find a tribe and and to share because your experience could help someone else and you can learn from each other exactly yeah totally so I find for me being a mom has taught me a lot about myself. So has your journey so far taught you anything about yourself, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like, time. what kinds of things have you learned? Um, how to be more mindful, because I think this year, more than any other year, I've I've just been working on so many different things mentally Yeah. that I see it all coming together now. Like, I see... I can I can see myself um, checking in on the way I'm thinking, yeah, and checking in on whether that's useful or whether it's not. So and kind of separating the emotion from it and thinking it thinking about it from a logical standpoint. Yeah. So, what are some of the important things that? you hope that you can teach to your boys as they grow? Are there certain things that you are like, this is non-negotiable, this is in my, I am parenting this? Like, what are some of the things that you want to instill in them? Kindness, definitely. Yes. Like I, that's my major thing. I think job-wise, they can seek whatever they want. Um, like some parents will be like, oh, I want you to be a doctor or, you know, something silly, right? (laughs) We always want the best for our kids and we always want them to shoot for the stars, but we want them to be happy too. Realistically, I just want them to be good people. Yeah. I just want them to be kind and considerate and not walked all over. Absolutely. And to, to have their limits and boundaries and be able to 
utilize those at an early age. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about love. So I want to know, how did you and your husband meet? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Is it a good so story? So we kind of have <laughs> the internet in a roundabout way to okay. thank for that. Yeah. Um, because... His friend and my friend, that's how they met. Okay. Uh, they met on a website, and then after they started dating, that's kind of how I met Matt, because they invited me to this get friends, get together thing at one of his friend's houses. Okay. And Matt was there, and so that's how we met. Well, fancy that. Yes. Yeah, and Matt is my cousin, so that's kind of how we're all connected yeah. in this world and small world. I have, I also have the internet to thank for meeting my husband, so it's oh. not not that far fetched of a story for me. Nope. <laughs> so, what is Matt like as a dad? So, if you were to kind of describe him as a dad, what would you say? I'd say he's a great dad. Okay. Um, the kids just love it when he gets down on the floor with them. Yeah. Crawling around, playing pony. It doesn't really matter Hands on. what it is that they're doing. He, yeah. They just love that he's down there at their level with Absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. So let's talk small business. So you and Matt have a family business here in the Saskatoon area. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what the business is called and what the business is all about? Okay, well, our small business is Mac and Sons Plumbing and Heating, um, and Matt is the Mac in the name because that's his initials. Yep. Uh, so we decided on that, and it sounds cool. It's it does sound easy cool. to remember. Yeah. So very family. Yeah, very Which family. I like. um, and I th- I really feel like he found his true calling with yep. this one um, because he's very. Um, involved with it and he likes to fix things anyway and so of course it's the perfect job for fixing things yes (laughs) so do you being okay so what is it like being married to a plumber what is this life like for you it's crazy sometimes well especially in the winter yeah um, because we do get a lot of last minute type furnace calls yes so, because heat is very important Absolutely. in the winter, so he will get lots of middle of the night calls, and sometimes it's well, actually, a lot of the time he's out early and out late. Yeah. So not as much sleep. So that can be a struggle at home sometimes. But yeah. Well, and then pays planning, off in the end because then summertime things, comes. I guess too would be tricky for planning to do things as a family sometimes, yes. and then you get calls, and that yes. would be hard. That is a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in balance. Yeah. So I, it's I threw that out a while ago. It's a mythical creature like a unicorn. And I'm glad that everything got better when I decided that that was a mythical thing. <laughs> Um, because then I, it just made me feel better about situations like that yeah. when um, he's not back on time for, say, like a date night or something. Yeah. There was one night a couple of years ago that um, I got all ready for a date night oh. and then didn't get to go up because he had a couple of emergency calls he had to go to. And so I was all bummed about that. And But then that was in my 
in my scope of thinking like balance right and then once I threw that out it I was easier to get over stuff like that yeah well I think too it's kind of while I think balance doesn't really exist when you start to kind of change your thought process that you know there are different stages so at sometimes the business is taking over so many things Mm -hmm. but then on other times family takes over so many things and having having that business well it's crazy and it's busy it does allow a little bit of flexibility in some regards yes and you do find time when family takes more of the time than business Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's well it's not balance it's seasons i think that's right it is seasons. a lot of seasons the best way i can describe it even year to year winters our winters are never the same right some years you get way more business than other years yeah during the winter even um and then summertime it usually ends up tapering off a bit in except for the cooling calls right so yeah but there doesn't seem to ever be as many of those as heating calls everyone's more concerned everyone's way more concerned everyone's about heat. being warm in the winter <laughs> absolutely so let's we chatted a little bit about mental health so one of the biggest focuses of of the podcast was to open up about mental health and the battles of motherhood just kind of in a bit of an effort to help with isolation to make moms feel less alone in their struggles So how would you say that motherhood has affected your mental health, whether it be postpartum, during pregnancy, what have you? Okay, well, um, postpartum with my first one, I ended up with, I didn't know it was a thing, but it is a thing, postpartum paranoia. Okay. And, And it's, I'm not sure if it's a form of psychosis. I looked up the psychosis part and there's way more pieces to it than um than I thought I had okay um but I definitely had the paranoia where I thought somebody was going to think I was an unfit mother in some way and take away my baby wow and I constantly thought about that and I hated okay. the nurse home visits oh. because I was constantly worried that she was going to think my house was too messy or too small oh. or all these kinds of crazy things yeah. um that weren't really realistic, but right. I thought they were very real and valid at the time. So on top of being a first-time mom and dealing with the challenges yeah. of figuring it all out, you're paranoid about extra things on top yes. of that. And then I always constantly worried that someone was going to break into our house and kill us all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, just this is a worst, lot. That is a the lot. worst things you can possibly oh. think of. And I never talked about it to anybody yeah. because I thought they're going to think I'm nuts and they're going to take away my kid. Oh no. So it's just full circle. <laughs> so it just keeps going. Oh no. And then of course that year, like I can laugh about it now. Yeah. Cause it's, I know it's In the silly, moment it was really in the real. Moment, it was very scary and very real. Yes. And, um, that fall we we lived next door to a restaurant okay and somebody in the night had broken into the restaurant through the roof with an axe so the next day i had a police officer at my door while matt was at work and i'm holding my little baby and he's asking me about what happened the night before at the restaurant and i i was just like what are you talking about? And he said, I, I can't believe you didn't hear anything. And I said, well, what do you mean? What, what did I not hear? Like, I, 
there, we were home all night. We were sleeping. We didn't hear anything. And he said, well, somebody broke into the roof and, and through the roof of the restaurant with an axe. Like, like you should have heard that. You're like, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. And <laughs> then my, ins- I could feel the fear inside oh. myself. I can still feel it now just talking about it. Yeah. The just rising fear. Tightening it's like a... And- it's like a thermometer about to burst mm. because of heat. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. And then I, I was just thinking, like, this could have been so much worse. They could have broken into our house. The restaurant's oh. right next door to our bedroom window. And that's, that's where awful. all of us sleep. Because <laughs> that's, that's where I had the cradle and everything, too. Oh, my gosh. So it just amplified. And the dog didn't even hear anything. That's crazy. We had a big dog, and you'd think he would have heard something. Yeah. Like dog hearing, you know. But no, not a good guard dog. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so that was number one. Yeah, definitely. So if anyone is listening to this, going through um, postpartum paranoia, please talk to somebody. It is a Um, real thing. It's a real thing, um, and somebody can help you with that and and kind of work through those thoughts and calm you down a bit because it's really tough to go through all by yourself. Yeah, that's that sounds overwhelming for oh, sure, yeah. especially when you're you don't want to talk about it because you're again, it's that fear of what someone's going to mm-hmm. say about you, but right? I was otherwise happy. Yeah, I was not depressed at all during that time. Okay, interesting. So that it was a weird weird combo. Yeah, that's but, hmm. That's interesting. And did you have did you find you had the same thing with the other two boys nope. or not the same? Not at all. No. Didn't have that paranoia at all. Wow. It never happened again. So super Well, that's weird. good, but crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um, so with my middle one, I didn't have any mental issues at all. However, I, I kind of half wonder if that was because of the two miscarriages I had before him. Okay. Um, I had two miscarriages at five weeks each, and I think that maybe because of those, I was just so grateful to have him Okay. that I couldn't think of anything bad. Yeah. So. Interesting. That's an interesting way to look at that. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's being, the rainbow. Being grateful for it. Yeah, I have two rainbows too, yeah. so I can, I can relate to that part of it. Um, what about number three? And number three was a doozy um, because... I was having a lot of struggles with our oldest. Okay. Um, between the ages of about seven and ten, have been very difficult <laughs> with figuring out um, how he's processing things and and what he's going through and what he's having a hard time with. Um, so when we got pregnant with our third, we weren't really we weren't trying, but we weren't preventing. So I mean. We were open to whatever yep. happens, happens, um, God willing. Um, but then after I got pregnant yeah. and found out a few months into it, I started to worry that I'm not a good enough mom because I can't handle, I can't get grasp a handle on the older two. Yeah. So how am I going to do three? And I, I had those thoughts, and I was trying to hide those thoughts. Ugh, again, not a good thing to do. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then I would get the odd comment every now and then from somebody else, are you sure you want another one? When 
after I like yell at the kids or something like, oh my out goodness. of frustration, right? That's not helpful. Yeah, and then I, I would just like kind of silently die inside myself. Yeah. <laughs> but then say, well, it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> a little snarky comment yeah. back, but I felt like that's the only control I had left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always going to be someone that's going to say something weird, right? Well, yeah, and you know what? And I'm sure I've been that person to somebody. Well, and you know, the thing is, like, sometimes people in situations, particularly going back to miscarriages, I find, I always found, like, people not intentionally say the wrong thing right there's so many things people say after you've gone through an experience like that where it's like you know there isn't really necessarily a right thing to say you know they say anything and it comes out wrong yeah you know people say oh well you have you know two other kids you should be grateful for that or you know they say oh it'll happen or you know all of these things people kind of get almost when they get uncomfortable they say the wrong thing there's a reason for everything yeah that's the one i hated the most yeah well and it's like you know, people say that and then you think, well, yeah, okay. I don't feel, you know, like yeah, you don't feel like that. No. And it's your, when you're in that place, that's no, you don't, it, things that people say just hit you the wrong way. Yeah. And they're yeah. not trying to hurt you. They could but, have the best in- intentions, yeah. but yeah. Well, and it's, you know, you're, when you're in that place and you're mentally, you're dealing with loss and struggling with that and then you know you you have people saying the wrong things to you and then you're dealing with you know people around you are getting pregnant or things like that and you know you're struggling with that because I remember for me like dealing with people you know I'd see friends that would announce they're pregnant and after you have a loss and it's like you want to be happy for them yeah but it's hard and that makes you feel bad because you feel bad about yourself yeah it's like a vicious cycle it is and like I'm I'm happy for them but then inside you're kind of bitter and you shouldn't be but Mm -hmm. then you just don't know how to deal with what you know you're trying to rationalize it but you can't no because that emotion is just overpowering yeah it is so that's hard and I think in all kinds of situations when it comes to being a mom people don't say the right thing not intentionally but it happens so when it comes to just parenting in general but so how have things been going for you with mental health since so now he's two yes so after having my third son um I still had I I had some postpartum depression too. So there's the pre and the post with him, unfortunately. Like, I think for the first couple of months, it was okay. It wasn't, there was nothing um, out of hand. Um, But after that, then I I started kind of that downward spiral all over again. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't like a whole continuum. Yeah. But it was like in chunks, basically. But yeah. at that point, I had um, I had a psychologist who I spoken to a couple of times. Yeah. Um, another psychologist that I took a parenting course from, um, and she was really helpful. We had a live conversation with a group, and we got to discuss our issues and. Um, ask questions and that was really helpful that was really good so you were kind of more aware of what was happening and kind of you were kind of set up in the sense of having tools to try and absolutely yeah you you felt a little bit more 
equipped to try and help yourself in a way (laughs) as much as you can be, I guess. Maybe you, and you recognize some of those signs of going through some things earlier than someone who's maybe never gone through anything like that. Yeah. So that's helpful. I Mm -hmm. think if you kind of know what to look for yes, and to not be afraid to advocate for yourself and yeah. And just having those tools, um, just knowing, or even just knowing that you're going to have some tools really helps and it just kind of takes the load off. Yeah. When I think too, it's nice when your spouse has knows what to look for. And when I talk to people that are pregnant for the first time, we had, you know, when we encounter friends and things and they're, oh, do you have any advice? And I'm like, educate yourself on things to watch for when it comes to mental health yes. pre and post. Because if they, because sometimes when you're in that situation, you don't recognize what you're going, you're blinded, you're tired, you're foggy, you have mom brain, like, exactly. you know, and if your spouse can even look for signs that something is maybe off, they can help out and getting you the help that you need. Yeah, that's really good advice. So I think that is something, because people are all wrapped up in, oh, what do we need to buy and what do we need to do? And like, exactly. but just like making sure you know, because it is such a big deal. It is. And just healthy mom, healthy baby, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think sometimes your spouse has to take care of you or look out for you because yeah. you as moms were pulled in a million directions. Yeah, it's just like putting on that oxygen mask first. Yes, absolutely. Was there anything specific? So you had some of the tools that helped you. Um, anything that's really helped you cope with mental health struggles that you found to be good tools for you? So in general, like... Uh, Outside of the obvious, I have to say exercise and getting outside yes. is generally what most people know helps mental health. Yes. It kind of boosts um, that that happy part of the brain. Yep. Right? Um, so I made a, a list of 10 quick tips for mental wellness. Okay. Um, so I have uh, prayer and devotion that's really helped me. Even just saying um, "Good morning, Jesus" yeah. really helps set a tone for the day for me. Yeah. Um, so on days that say I'm in a crazy whirlwind and I know I'm going to have to hurry, hurry, hurry. If that's the only thing I do, that's still going to impact my day like yep. tenfold. Um, so, but ideally, I strive to do my devotions in the morning too doesn't always happen but hey (laughs) I strive right yeah it's a goal um gratitude practice you can do that anytime you don't have to write it down it's it helps if you do write it down because it helps your brain remember it better right um because you're activating two parts of your brain then um but even if you take like 30 seconds and think of three things that you're grateful for today yep. or this morning or this afternoon or, you know, at different times of the day, um, that sure helps boost you for the day. Yeah. Um, meditation or guided meditation has really helped me. Um, I don't meditate for a very long period of time, um, but I do like to go with meditations that are as little as one minute to as much as 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes is kind of like my 
end because I've never been able to do it longer than that <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, I only use guided meditation so far because I don't really know how to do it on my own yet. Yeah. Um, but making it there. Yeah. Slowly. Um, I find that to be helpful. Not everyone. It's not for everybody. Meditation is not for everybody. Not everyone can quiet their mind that easily. Yeah. But it's something to try anyways. Yeah, um, music, sure. yeah, I feel, really helps um, if you're a musical type of person or not. Uh, music kind of just soothes everybody's soul in general. So for the start of the day, I'd say upbeat, happy feeling kind of music. Yeah. Things that are positive, that's a good thing to listen to during the day. Um, if you're going to schedule yourself a meltdown, though... <laughs> This is what I learned in the Peaceful Parenting course from yeah. Dr. Laura Markham. Oh, boy. Uh, she calls it unpacking your backpack. Okay. Um, your emotional backpack, because you carry all those emotions with you on your back all yeah. day long, um, and sometimes for months at a time, and you that wears on you. Totally. And then it comes out in how you are dealing with your kids, yep. and how you're dealing with your spouse, and how... You're dealing with your friends and everybody around you. Yeah. Um, even with yourself and your own mental state and your own mind. Um, if you want to be good to yourself, it might be good to schedule yourself a meltdown, watch a sad movie, yep. play some sad music, and just get it out. Get it out. Like, yep. feel it to release it. Totally. So, and that is something that I've utilized, and it sounds so silly, but hey. it helps. Yeah. It does help. Um, it's helped me. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, another one here um, and being in the moment we talked about that a little bit already um, I don't think like a lot of people say oh savor every moment with your child but do we really savor every moment no nope. I don't think that's possible even my kids tried to do my that. kids have had we've had stomach <laughs> bug in our house for like over 10 days now I'm not savoring those moments let nope. me tell you no nope. no nope. no nope. I'm, I'm good no thanks <laughs> But the moments when you catch the kids laughing hysterically and yes. just like uncontrollably, that belly laugh, like moments like that, moments where the kids are getting along, they're doing something together that's almost peaceful. Yes. Right? In a chaotic As sort much of as way. it can be, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just taking in those moments, like thinking about the way their face looks, yes. the way their hair even looks, yep. the way their skin feels, their fingers feel in your hand if they're holding your hand, just the how they smell even if they don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> if you've remembered to bathe your children recently, <laughs> right? I mean, we get busy. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yep. Just kind of try to remember everything about that moment so you can pocket that moment away yep. um, for a later date. And... That's another thing that's going to come out in your gratitude practice. Yep, for so sure. These things can overlap if you let them. You have to think about it to, <laughs> to do that. But yep. that gets easier. Being mindful gets easier over time as you practice it. Totally. I agree. And then writing um, could be anything from journaling to writing poetry, writing songs, writing stories. Yep. doesn't matter. As long as you're writing something out I think that's therapeutic to most people um unless writing is really not your thing and you just hate <laughs> it with a passion then I would say don't do it maybe don't 
<laughs> then maybe speaking is your thing. Yeah. Then you can Talk. do a vlog or you can just um, have a, a spoken journal on your phone even that only you can listen to later. So, Because I think that's kind of cool if you track your life a little bit. Yeah. And keep some kind journal of a one journal way or the other, one yeah. way or another just journal some way yeah so that you have something to go back to and say look how far i've come <laughs> totally right yep and then i also have set your intentions for the for the day the night before okay so i find i most of the time fly by the seat of my pants and my days get way too crazy like that so I've been trying to learn yeah to have a schedule and kind of figure out what are the top three things I need to get done that day and then write it all out so that I remember to do it yeah that's important <laughs> and try to live life in a little bit of a pattern somewhat yeah right um and then mantras I wrote down too. Mantras are something that you can use to get just get through a moment. Like yes. if you're just really struggling, having a hard moment, um, you can say stuff like "It gets better." That's one of my favorites. I used I, I had a bunch of sticky notes and I would put them in random places. I do that too. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> I love sticky notes. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> That's right. This yep. too shall pass is one that a lot of people yes. like to use. That one I don't resonate with as much. Yep. But and it's it's different for, for every, a lot of people. It's different for everyone. Like you have to find the ones that work for you. And for me, some of the time, just um, I've survived this before. Yeah, I can do this again. Like yeah. that was one that really worked with me. Um, but for everyone, it looks different, and that's okay. Yeah, finding the ones that work for and you. The one that sticks out to me a lot of the time is so cliche because it's something my personal trainer said to me once, and oh he boy. said, "It's tough, but you're tougher." Yeah, that got me through three labors. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? It it might sound stupid, but you know what? It works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Choose love. That's another one you can yes. use if you're struggling with your kids. Yep. Absolutely. So mental health is huge and just finding tools that work for you. Absolutely. And that is an awesome list and a whole bunch of awesome suggestions. Let's talk, let's talk travel. So you and your family took a trip. So if I remember right... You took, did you take two kids with you yes, when you we went? Yes, we only took the two, okay. the older two. So let's talk about where you went and a little bit about your do's and don'ts of your trip. So we went to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. I'm really jealous, actually. Um, it was great. Yeah. However, it seems like every time we travel somewhere, it's cold. Oh. <laughs> we, go to a, we go to a warm climate place and it ends up being like one of their coldest so weeks. So you're like bad luck for traveling. Yes. Don't go but anywhere. We figured you. out. We figured out that it's it's Matt. That's the bad luck. Okay, well don't go anywhere with <laughs> because Matt. Because okay. when he was 4, I believe, uh, he went to Disneyland and it snowed there. Solid. <laughs> so, I think <laughs> since then that's probably why it's cold when he's we travel. The, he's the jinx. <laughs> All right. So, so Disney, hey? So what were some things to do and don't do in Disney? Just because uh, you're going to Disney World doesn't mean it's going to be warm all the time. There so we go. So bring a jacket. Kay. I did not bring a jacket. Um, 
I thought, oh, this light sweater will do. No, I ended up buying a coat there. And yeah. it was not even a sufficient coat. <laughs> it was barely a coat. doable. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't great. And poor two kids in the... We, we rented one of those big strollers. Okay. Big double strollers. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that our nine and four year old could fit both fit in there just perfectly yeah. um still even being nine it's crazy he could still ride in a stroller but it was a lifesaver like definitely do get a stroller even if your kids are older because their feet will That's get a sore lot of walking. And, but they were just like shivering at some points of oh. the the evenings and we had to put towels on them. oh my gosh <laughs> because we didn't really have anything else we didn't yeah. bring coats we're bring prepared coats. So, yeah, come prepared. Um, do your research before you go. Um, so there's lots of great blogs. And even before, I think it's good to research even before you book it. Yeah. Um, because there's lots of great information that a lot of people have who've been there. And even on, like, the Disney site, there's lots of information. There's just so much to learn. Yes. It's it's amazing to me how much there is to learn about that place and yeah. things keep changing. <laughs> so you kind of have to keep up with yeah. the changes. So definitely do lots of research and don't expect that you're going to do it all in one night because yeah. that's just not going to happen. There's way too much to know for sure. So, but lots of, um, lots of mommy bloggers have great lists that you can um, download and you okay. can print off say of like all the rides for example yeah um and then not even just the rides that you can check off but the, like the height measurements that they need okay, to be so you can just be well prepared yeah that's I awesome thought that was great so i had that with us and we were checking off things that we did and yeah that that was nice to keep track too because then we didn't forget what we where we've already been. Yep. And so we could just kind of go down the list and do everything. <laughs> almost. We didn't so quite you were do everything. Pretty prepared yeah. when you went. Well, we thought so. Anyways. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I said bring a list of all the things that you want to do. Um, don't buy vouchers for tickets. So, okay. like some other website or travel site is selling vouchers for Disney don't bother buying those because they're kind of a hassle when you get there okay um you end up waiting in the special voucher line forever okay like depending on how long this lineup yeah. is but it seemed like in that booth there was only two people working so and luckily when we got there the lineup wasn't too crazy but it yeah. still took a long time to get our actual passes. Yeah. So more you just have these then. paper vouchers for a while and you have to get these actual passes and you have to go to a specific booth for that. Oh. Just for the vouchers. Yeah, so it's more work then. So yeah, it's more work than it's worth. Okay. In the end. Um, and then um, if you go straight to the Disney website and you buy your tickets there, you can take advantage of... Um, the what are they called <laughs> uh the fast passes okay definitely use fast passes okay because it sucks to wait in line for each ride individually too yeah um because that could take forever 
Yeah. The lineups get so long and you could be waiting hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't want to do that. No. Um, the cool thing, though, that they have for people who don't have fast passes, you can book, you can use an app and you can book up to five rides a day. Hmm. So that's pretty neat. That but is cool. I Technology. recommend spacing those rides out so okay. that you have time to get to each ride. Okay, yeah. Because they could they're... be in different locations and farther than they look on the map. <laughs> there you go. And, the, and you could get lost yeah, <laughs> trying you, to find you them. Never Especially know. if it's the evening. You don't want to space them. You don't want to put them too close together, even especially if it's the evening. Because yeah. it's harder to see everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely... <laughs> definitely use that app okay that's it's a pretty cool app and okay. it g- even gives you like the time frames of of how long your wait is gonna be okay kind of gives you a countdown okay so that's pretty neat too like sometimes meeting these disney characters just not worth it yeah you gotta pick what you're gonna you really gotta be choosy about what you're gonna <laughs> wait for and what you're not <laughs> So, yeah. if it's a Disney character, I would say probably not worth the wait. <laughs> and the pictures for that are really expensive. Yeah. Um, if you want the professional photographer photos, okay, those are hundreds of dollars. Are you allowed to take your own pictures? You you are and you aren't. Okay. They, they won't stop you, but I don't think you're supposed to because they want you to buy right. theirs. So, we took... A few of our own. Yeah. And we didn't end up buying theirs. Yeah. It was just too much. It was outrageous. Yeah. Um, If you are a big Beauty and the Beast fan, um, I would recommend the Be Our Guest restaurant. Okay. Um, I didn't get to go to it. Oh, (laughs) Shedding a tear here. (laughs) Didn't get to go to it because we didn't book far in advance. Okay. Like, we couldn't book. Um, you have to reserve that place. So they have a few different packages that you can book for different events at okay. this restaurant. So there's different times for those different events. Um, and it's pretty cool, but they all get booked up super fast. Okay. Um, so you, I'm talking months in advance here. Okay, like you so wanna, you need to be on the ball if, if you want to If you really want to go to this restaurant, like you might want to even book it before you book your trip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> or at the same time somehow. So, like, as far as, okay, so meals and stuff while you're there, how are how expensive is it to eat in some of these restaurants right in the park? Are they, like, outrageous? Well, if, if you go to, like, the the quick places, okay. like the fast food type places, there are actually, it's not like, bad. fast food places that yeah. you can eat in. Yeah. Because I always think, like, I mean, it's a kid-friendly place, but, like, I always think when you take your kids on trips, like, I don't know what your kids are like in restaurants, but, like, when I think about how much food my kids actually, like, consume, and then I'm yeah. like, this is we for what shared, you pay. Yeah, yeah, we shared everything yeah. that we ordered. That helps. And you get pretty big helpings of what you order, so it's easy to share. Yeah. So it feeds everybody. Yeah. Nothing well, to worry about there. Vacationing in the States portion size isn't really necessarily oh, yeah. the issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's also talk about tips for traveling with kids. So you took two kids with you on this trip. So did you 
Is this the first like flight trip that you took with them? Yes. Okay. So what did you learn from taking kids on a trip? So we learned that our oldest definitely needs those airplane earplugs. Okay. For the turbulence and all that. Yeah. Um, just the different air pressure. He, yeah. When we landed in Orlando, our pilot... Um, kind of landed heavy okay so there was a lot of pressure and even for me like that was it was so much pressure like I was getting a headache and yeah like, my teeth felt like they were gonna fall out of my head like, like as an adult sometimes that's a lot so I always yeah. like when people are taking so kids, I could I'm only like, oh. imagine for him yeah and he w- I had him chewing gum yeah but even still sometimes even still I was chewing gum and I it didn't really help a whole lot I found so. yeah so definitely those airplane earplugs would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, Matt's mom did mail us, or not mail us, um, she ordered some to our hotel room oh. for us. So that was great. Nice. <laughs> that's, so we had them for awesome. the way back. Nice. So that was awesome. And we also had them for um, being in the noisy areas too. It, okay. it helped a little bit in the noisy areas. Like what would have helped more is some real soundproofing um, earplugs or headphones or something would have been better for him. Okay. Um, But when you can't, beggars can't be choosers, right? Um, You use what you have. Yeah. So we use those and it helped a little bit. So yeah, that's interesting. Helped him on the racetrack. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the ride he enjoyed the most. Things that you don't really think of, but that's okay. And that was the reason he enjoyed it so much was because he could have those earplugs in and it didn't bother him as much, the sound, because he's very sensitive to sound. Okay. Okay, any other travel tips that you kind of came up with along the way? And I would say, like, toy-wise on a plane, the kids aren't going to play with them. Yeah. Because I tried that. (laughs) I, I went so far as to go on Pinterest and... I made a whole activity binder and I had like cars and I printed off this road map for these Hot Wheels cars to, they could play Look on. Look at you. You went full I out. I went all out for you this. You were all in for this and plane. And they didn't play with it. Okay. <laughs> the only time they used that activity book was in the hotel. Okay. Like for maybe 10 minutes before bed and they colored <laughs> and, and made drawings. Yeah. And, did they have um, entertainment on the plane? Like, did they have movies and stuff? When yes. You, yeah. The movies were really good. Yeah. Um, so it's, and it's good that you can have your phone yeah. in, hooked up to um, the movie that they're showing. Yeah. And you can just watch it on there. Yeah. So. I think it's awesome. We went, when we went to Mexico recently, we hadn't really been on a plane in a while. <laughs> and so we were, it was cool. Cause like, yeah, like I'm like, Oh, there's on the app that they had for, for WestJet. It was like, you could watch, like it was basically Netflix. Like you could pick yeah. shows and movies and like, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like yeah, they take really out all the neat. TVs and then you just use your phone. Like that was cool. I'm like, yeah. well, we should travel more often. Well, and <laughs> not only that, but there's um, like if you're traveling in a car instead yeah. of on a plane, um, there's lots of podcasts for kids now. Yeah, totally. And audiobooks and like our kids love that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I was talking to my mom about her. We were, we used to do, uh, 
the like books on tape, like the Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, like the Focus I loved on the those too. <laughs> those yeah. were like our road that was trip my material. Favorite. So funny. I can. She brought that up. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally remember those episodes. Yeah, for long trips. Yeah. So, do you guys have any other big travel ambitions or plans or things on your bucket list? Um, well, I have a bucket list. Oh, I don't you? know about. <laughs> I don't know about Matt, but. Um, yeah, I I really want to go to Germany. Okay. I've always wanted to go to Germany. What specifically attracts you to Germany? I, you know, I can't even explain that. Maybe it's like a family history okay. thing. Because that's where a lot of our family has lived. Okay. Um, and I want to say that's where our ancestry is. But that's, you know, what we think in our head. Not necessarily, <laughs> you know, 23 and me nowadays. Right. Apparently we are more British than German. Well then. So, who's to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there are some castles in Germany mm. that I want to see, and specifically the Cinderella Castle Ooh. that's there. Um, that was there before Walt Disney created Cinderella. Yeah. And that was that castle was the inspiration for Cinderella's castle. That's cool. So I definitely would love to see that, and that's on my bucket list for sure. Europe is definitely on my bucket list Brandon has been to Europe twice and I really want for our 15 year anniversary to renew our vows in a castle in Europe that this would be is, awesome that's like my it's gonna happen <laughs> I'm making it happen I'm so it's like I'm so driven to make yeah. this happen in some capacity I'm like I just I've never been and I feel like I'm not like a world traveler by any means. I just he doesn't think that I could do like the backpack thing. Oh. He doesn't think that I I wouldn't destined to prove him wrong because <laughs> I can do it. I really could. Um let's talk so we talked bucket list. Let's talk future plans. So if you were to make a vision board right now, what does five, ten years, what kinds of things do you see for yourself and your family? Uh, funny you should ask. I have a vision board. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. It's, okay. It's a family vision board. Oh, though. I love that. Um, so we revamp it every year. Nice. Around New Year's time. Between Christmas and New oh, Year's, I we love usually that. revamp it. Um, me and the boys do that together, and we kind of brainstorm at supper time ideas yeah. of what we want to see in our future, what uh, kind of things we'd want to do. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily trips all the time. It's yeah. not always trips. It's sometimes um, smaller things like uh, our middle son, he wants to write a book. Okay. He wants to write a children's book with me. Cool. So that's something that I would love to do. And I that's yeah. always been in my heart since I was a little kid. I Aww. wanted to write a children's book. I love it. So And... Um, in my German class, I wrote a story, and I had to write one for my German class anyway. And then that kind of re-sparked that joy of okay. telling stories. And That's cool. Yeah, so it's kind of always been on the back burner for me. But yeah. now I think, now that he's interested in it, yeah. I better start thinking about it more <laughs> and start taking some actions in that direction. Because yeah. um, that would be really cool to co-author a book with my own son. That would be pretty neat. That's cool. Yes, I love that you do one. that. That's really awesome. That's cool. And that you that family is a part of developing the vision. Yeah. That's really cool. That's And it's something I want to teach them to bring into their future too. Yeah. Because if if you can see it, you can bring it about. Totally. I think right. it's it's easy to set goals just verbally and but there's just something about seeing 
a picture, an image, something. There's just something about that. Yeah. Well, and I had put a picture of a Suburban in, the, in there, <laughs> yeah. like, weeks before we went and bought the thing. Yeah. So now we have a Suburban, and... It, it's weird. It's like it feels like it worked. Yeah. So you're going to put like the lottery, like, if you can put a. Oh, I should. A, hey. a, a <laughs> if I played the, the lottery. Like, right? Yeah, it's 649 logo up there. It's just going to work. It's just going to feel happen. like it might not fit in here. start raining money in here. You know, whatever works. But okay. I do put um, a couple of pictures of. of us yeah. in there just just Matt and I in there as a reminder of of what we have and yep. where we've been and what we've come through so that you know in any struggles I can always look at that and say you know we've we've come through things before we're yeah. gonna do it again yeah that's so. cool I love that so I feel like that is like a mom win success. Let's talk mom <laughs> fails for a minute. So okay, so let's just bring it down to earth a little bit here. Uh, do you have any mom fails, embarrassing stories, things where you're like, okay, I'm gonna look back on this and laugh, but in the moment it's like crap. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Oh, it's not gonna sound politically correct at all, probably, as I talk about it hit me with it but oh my goodness okay I can't remember how old Eli was I want to say he was somewhere between three and four okay um we were at a shopper's drug mart and we're just looking around for something and all of a sudden he says mom why is that guy so short and he points not only does he say this really loudly he points and we're like maybe within 10 feet of this person <laughs> and I didn't know what to say I, I just I just couldn't say anything and I was just so embarrassed and then the guy looked at me and I said I'm so sorry <laughs> and then he goes don't worry about it I get it all the time and I think he was a high school student he looked maybe like he was 17 or something okay. and he had a backpack on and a hat kind of sideways but he was a little person yeah and I felt so embarrassed I just I didn't know what to say and then um so he said not to worry about it and we just kind of went on our way and I tried to explain afterwards to Eli that well there are God makes everybody different yeah. and there are some people that are just born and stay really small, really short. Kids seem to so. have no filter in some of those situations, no. <laughs> especially in public. And you're the innocence, like they don't see anything wrong with it. No. Like they don't know any different. They don't know that it's not politically correct to say someone's short who, yeah. you know, like they don't know if, you know, my kid has said, well, why is that person so big? Like we're walking through a store and I'm like, well, how do you nicely say to your child, well, that person is overweight. Like right. that person, like, I'm like, my face is super red right now. Like, I don't know. Or the best one that gets me is when my girls see guys with long hair because, <laughs> yeah. which there are lots like, and you know, the man buns and whatever, like you do you, but <laughs> my girls don't know how to deal with that. Cause they're like, why does that boy have long hair? Or that can't be a boy. That's a girl. Yeah, my like, boys do that. And I have cousins with long hair yeah. who are boys or it's guys. Like, men. Like, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> like you kids right. put me in some awkward positions where I try to like bury my head in the sand. But it is what it is. 
So let's talk family favorite meals. So are your kids picky eaters? Definitely. And are they, they all, all picky? They all like different things. Oh boy. Well, and our middle son often says he doesn't like anything. Anything. However, okay. when, when hot dogs go on the table, they'll all eat them. Hey. That's the one thing that they will all eat. At least you have something common ground. Yeah. And it's an easy thing that's, that's common ground. easy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I like. Because yeah. I like easy things. I'm not a big cook. I no. Don't, I don't enjoy cooking. I try to do it not from a box. Try, yeah. I try. Yeah. I don't always win. <laughs> you know what? You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, it's it's hard. Does Matt cook? Yes. And Matt is a really good cook and oh, he I doesn't guess. need a recipe. And oh. that's what I find so amazing because I always need a recipe yeah. if I'm cooking anything. Well, that's good. I guess you're fortunate in that regard that one <laughs> yeah. of you is has a bit of a... He's got skills. In the kitchen. Kitchen skills. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have skills in other ways. Come on. You guys <laughs> yeah. have to find yeah. some sort of a balance in your household, right? Like, right. I feel like that's what happens in those I've situations. I've got winging skills. Hey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you you can wing up a last minute Halloween costume like nobody's business yeah. if you need it to. Yeah. See? Using just clothes that we have around the you house. You figure it out. Yeah. Right? So, do you have a place in your house for a timeout, a break, when you just need to get away from what's happening? Yeah. And you know, when you came out with your Tuesday timeouts, yeah. I laughed out loud because I was like, wow, we are such on the same wavelength <laughs> because I had started already a mom's group on Facebook yeah. called Mommy Timeout. Nice. And... Because I'm often in, yeah. I lock myself in my room when I need, <laughs> like literally lock the door yeah. when I need that, even just five minutes yes. of space where they're not, you know, banging at the door or they're not like trying to open the doorknob because yeah. if I lock it, they can't come yeah. in. <laughs> so yeah. they can't get me until I want them to. Right. Until I'm ready. Yeah. So. You set some boundaries. Yeah. And I, I don't ever take too long in there. Um. But Sometimes you just need a few minutes just to have personal space. Exactly. Sometimes you need to take a few deep breaths. Yep. <laughs> recollect yourself. Yep. To be a good mom. Exactly. Got to <laughs> woo-saw a little bit. Yeah. And I always say, you got to breathe in the camel and breathe out the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't think there is absolutely, there's nothing wrong with taking that time if you know, when you need it because, and it's about recognizing when you get to that point. Yes. So that it doesn't get past that point Yeah. where you're seeing red and you're I recommend having it. several mommy timeouts, <laughs> small ones throughout the whole day. Yep. Cause I've done that and it is like magic almost. Yeah. It, it works really well to calm yourself, but the trick is catching yourself before you yes. explode. Because I find when I explode, then I'm like, oh, I should have had like two or three mommy timeouts and this probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the signs of when was that's your building right. point. Right. But yeah. that's something to learn from. Yeah, right? it is a learning curve. That's for sure. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed just getting a glimpse into what your world looks like and what your circus is like. Oh, it's, thank you. I, it's incredible. And I think all moms are superheroes in one way or another just whether we feel like we're totally failing or <laughs> we're rocking at it <laughs> right. so thank you for being a part of the podcast today and thank you for having me this has been finding joy in your circus with your host sabrina irvin 
don't forget to tune in on Tuesday for our weekly timeout segment. Take a few moments this week to check in on your mom friends. Oftentimes I find I get so caught up in my busy life, and maybe you do this too, that it's easy to slip into autopilot and we forget about those around us. It's important to check in every once in a while, even if it's just to let them know you're still around. There will come a day when you need your tribe more than ever. Let your friends know you're invested in them. Regardless of how busy your life is, let them know that you are only a phone call away. Now go find some joy in your circus.